Today, I'm going to tell you about the time I intercepted an email that was sent to me by mistake and turned it into a $200,000 deal. That's coming up in one second. Before we get to today's episode, though, I want to ask you guys for a favor. Give a listen to this episode. And if you find this valuable, if you find this episode valuable, or if you're a regular listener and you've listened to other episodes and you found value in those, all I ask is that you go to Apple Podcasts, open up the reviews area on the podcast page and leave a review. You can write one. You can leave a five-star review. Please go ahead and do that after you listen to this if you found it valuable. Reason is simple. That's how we keep climbing the podcast charts. The show is getting bigger and bigger every week. I'm getting your DMs on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. I appreciate it all. But please go ahead and do that. It's so important. Now, let's get to today's episode. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. All right, guys, John Davids here. And I'm going to tell you about the time I intercepted this email sent to me in error. It should not have come to me. I know that. And I turned it into a $200,000 deal, cash money for me. That wasn't all profit. I had to pay out a bunch of money too, but it was a lot of money in profit. And it was 50% luck, 50% hustle. Definitely experience was involved, and I'll, I'll get to some of the insights afterwards. But first, let me just tell you the story. So let's rewind. The year is 2012, and I recently folded a media company that I had been working on. It was actually a mobile app. It was something kind of interesting in the fashion space. And it was basically a marketplace for people that love fashion to check out other people's fashion, buy stuff, sell stuff, doesn't matter. It was an app I was working on, didn't work. I folded it. And I was taking some time off to plot out my next moves. And I get an email one day. And it's a brand manager from a very well-known hair care brand that emails me about an ad campaign they're running. This was an RFP or a request for proposal. And the reason I got this, I think, is because I had sent some cold emails to this company when I was building my app and I needed to kind of work with people in the fashion, beauty, hair industry. I think I had emailed this brand manager with something and they thought that I was producing fashion or you know makeup content, I guess. That's my best guess to this day for how I got onto this request list, this RFP list. Anyways, they sent me this request. I opened the email up and basically to summarize what it said, it said, we're looking for a celebrity to use our hair care product in a video series. We want them to use the product in a video. The video is going to be distributed on our website, on our YouTube channel, other places where we distribute video. It's a very quick turnaround. We need this in 30 days. So I stop and I think about this for a minute. And I got nothing else going on that day. I'm kind of bored. And I think, okay, I'll take this on. So I reply and say, I'll get you a proposal in 48 hours. The woman emails me back. She says, great, sounds good, beautiful. Here we go. I think it's hard to remember, but I'm not even sure if I was using a corporate email address at the time. Might have just been a Gmail account. I can't even remember. But anyhow, I get to work. All right. So what do I do? I called a talent agent that I knew out in Hollywood, one of the most well-connected women in town. And I told her, here's the budget. I gave her a budget. I gave her a 48-hour deadline. And I said, I need a celebrity on board who can do this. And I kind of described what the whole video series was going to be about. She said, cool, John, give me some time. I'll get back to you. Great. 
Then I reached out to a bunch of friends of mine in the production world. So of course, in Los Angeles, there's a lot of people who are videographers, photographers, makeup people, wardrobe people, all kinds of stuff like that. So I reached out to them to get pricing. I said, hey guys, I don't know if this deal is going to go through, but if it does, I'm going to need people to film and take photos and all this kind of stuff, hair, makeup. Got some pricing on that and, and got some loose scheduling just to make sure that if it did go through, which I thought was a long shot, I would actually have the opportunity to pull people together and get this thing done. I also did things like location scouting. I checked out hotels. I checked out studios first. Studios are hard to book and you know you need a long time in advance. But I thought, hey, I could probably film this thing in a hotel. So I started calling all the five-star hotels because I figured if I'm going to have a celebrity, I should have a nice hotel room. So you know, I thought I'll get the presidential suite at the Beverly Hilton or you know, the Four Seasons, whatever. And I put together a budget and a plan to get this whole thing off the ground, produced, filmed, edited. And I put the finishing touches on this proposal and I sent it in about a day and a half later. So I've sent it in to the client and I kind of just forgot about it. I thought that was kind of a fun exercise. I'll probably never hear back from this client. And if I do, it'll probably be a thanks very much, but we're going to go with somebody else. So a week goes by and the client emails me and says, the deal is yours. No further explanation. The budget was $200,000. Went through the contract process, signed off on everything. Here I am. And now we have to get this thing filmed. So I call up everybody that I just talked to a week and a half ago. I said, you're not going to believe this. Everything we just discussed, let's do it. We're on. So I remember I booked the presidential suite at the Mr. C Beverly Hills Hotel. I think it's still there now, actually. And here's kind of a fun fact. I had never even been to Los Angeles before. So I'm booking airline tickets for myself. I hired a director to fly out there with me who was going to direct the whole thing. I had in LA on the ground. Of course, I had my talent, the talent agent I was working with. She was going to help me kind of pull it all together on the day of. I had a makeup person, a hair person, a wardrobe person. And by the way, all these people were also quasi-famous. So they were all getting paid to be there and of course, to do their thing on camera, but also to kind of be the names and faces as part of this video series. We had our celebrity. The celebrity that we picked was Beth Bears, who at the time was on a, a sitcom called Two Broke Girls, played a character called Caroline on Two Broke Girls. Awesome to work with. And I think we had maybe four or five other people, just assistants that I had hired for the day of. I wanted to make sure this went off without a hitch. And honestly, I was a total newbie to this. I had done productions before, little video shoots here and there for my previous company but never pulling together a shoot like this, like a full-on production shoot. So here we go. We're in there. We're filming makeup, hair, wardrobe, video shoot, day of. It is hustle and bustle. And I'm actually standing there at one point. I remember walking down the hallway in the hotel, approaching the room as they were getting all set up. And, and you know, people, they were in the middle of filming. And I'm standing there. And I kind of just took a breath. It was almost like an outer body experience. I thought, how the hell did I just pull this thing together? I mean, who am I? How did this thing just happen? This is like serious, like I said, luck and hustle. Because I could have just as easily gotten that email and thought, oh, I'm not in the business of doing this. Forget about it. And gone back to my day. And that day I would have been, you know, maybe going to Starbucks and hitting the gym. But instead I was in on the ground in Hollywood filming this amazing production. I worked my butt off to deliver them a solid product. We took all the footage went back to Toronto where I lived. 
and we put together great video footage, you know, photo shoot, all this kind of stuff. It's still on the internet today. Maybe I'll link it. If you guys want to see it, let me know. DM me. I'll send you the actual footage. It's on YouTube still. And we went ahead and did it and they were thrilled. It was an amazing experience. The client loved it. It gave me a ton of insights for when I eventually launched my company in Felicity on how to work with talent and how to pull together these kinds of productions. Not that we do a lot of that stuff, but we've done it. And when we do it, we know what we're doing because I have experience doing it. And also it gave me great connections in Hollywood. I had some connections, but it gave me some more legitimacy and credibility in this town, which has been super helpful. Quick break here while I tell you about something really exciting I've been working on called the Business Essentials Kit. Here's the deal. I get asked all the time, John, how do you run your business effectively? What's the best way to build a website? How do I get a branded email? How do I save on legal fees? How do I manage my social media? So what I've done is I put a kit together for you for free. You can download it at johndavids.com with all the tools and services that I use to run my business. Get it right now for free at johndavids.com. So that's the story. And yeah, in the end, it was just a really cool experience. And I have a lot of great memories and learnings from it. Let me talk about some of the insights here and some stuff I want to share. So the big obvious one is the fact that I was able to pull this thing together. Now, I said it was 50% luck and 50% hustle. And that's kind of true. But there's another actually big ingredient that's missing. So I'm going to rephrase that. I would say it was 25% luck, 25% hustle. 50% being prepared for the opportunity. And really, you should not overlook that. You should not overlook in your life the opportunities that you are ready for because of the experience you have. But here's a big but. You need to pair that with confidence. And you need to pair that with the belief in yourself that you can actually pull this thing off. What gave me the confidence to think that I could pull a celebrity together, a makeup and wardrobe and hair team together, a camera crew, a filming location, an editing staff. Like, What gave me the confidence I can pull this together? I had never done it before. Who the hell am I? But I knew I could do it because I knew that I could pull together these kind of things pretty quickly. I mean, at the end of the day, and if you're not good at it, maybe it seems foreign, but I'm good at this stuff. You say, here's a budget. Here's something I need to get done. I'll get that shit done. Like, it's not, it's not, I'm not a deer in headlights. Like, I will get it done and I'll make sure it gets done to the highest quality because I'm going to be there if I have to micromanage. I didn't need to in this case because I had a great crew there, but I will make sure it gets done and I'm not afraid to do that. So I knew I had that experience. I knew I had some experience doing filming. I thought, how different could this be? It's a camera filming something. Okay. The lighting is going to be a little better. There'll be a few more people there, but that'll actually make it easier, not harder. And the other thing, and this is a big thing in business, I wasn't actually directing the video shoot. Like, I don't know how to get the perfect shot. The flowers in the background have to be a certain color. I hired a director. I hired a television director who had done a million of these things. And I said, Hey, here's what I need. Can you direct this? Just make the whole thing. And she said, Sure. She was great. And she went out. I remember the day before we got to LA, the night before the shoot or the afternoon before the shoot. And she was like, I'm going to go out. You can meet me. I'm going to go get flowers for the shoot tomorrow. We went to a florist. We got all these different bouquets of flowers because we wanted to have flowers in the shots. And every shot, she was organizing the the different vases with the flowers. And I even said to her on set, I was like, what are you doing with these flowers? She says, oh, every shot's going to have a different bouquet. So we have like 
one bouquet of flowers when the hair guy is talking, one bouquet of flowers when Beth, the celebrity, is talking. And I would not have known to do any of this stuff. I don't know how to operate a camera or do lighting or do hair or makeup, but I was able to hire people to get all that stuff done, even the person who was leading the team to get it done. And so what was I doing there that day? I was standing around. I was eating. I was cheering people on. I was saying, that looks awesome. If you had questions, you could come to me. But I was pretty much doing shit all that day other than looking around and smiling and you know being pretty proud of myself. So going back to this idea, what prepared me to do this? I had experience in business. I had experience running different types of productions. I, I use that term loosely. Like I had experience running things. And I thought, I can run this thing. And I knew the advertising space. So I, you know, the idea of getting an RFP from an advertiser is not foreign to me. That's what all my businesses effectively have been built on. So being prepared, having the background, having the experience and believing in yourself, that was 50% of why I was able to do this. Plus 25% hustle and 25% dumb luck that I got that email. Okay, the second piece of insight I want to share with you, and this goes beyond entrepreneurship, this goes towards anything in life. And that is recognizing where your skills overlap with an opportunity in front of you. So I just described a minute ago, having some experience, having some background, having confidence. And adjacent to that, it's not only about what you have a specific experience in, like, hey, I'm a chef, therefore I can cook. Well, let me ask you this. If you're a chef, couldn't you also maybe be a food scientist? Or couldn't you also maybe put together a menu? Right? There's other things you could do aside from just making food. And so think about where your skills overlap. I was able to say, I know how to organize things. I know how to pull people together to meet a common objective. And I can apply that whether it's filming a production or whether it's Doing something totally, whether it's building a building. If you said to me, if I wanted to, I haven't done this, but you know, I've looked at, at the real estate industry, at the real estate development industry, and I have friends who are real estate developers, and pulling together a real estate development project, who do you need? You need contractors, you need architects, you need people that understand zoning and regulatory environments. I could, if I wanted to, be a real estate developer with some learning, of course. Because I have the skill set to pull people together. So think about where your skills overlap with other things so that it's not just about, hey, here's exactly what I do. It's here's what I do, and here's all the things I can apply it to. And thinking about yourself and your talents that way will take you much farther in life, and you will have the opportunity to do more with it. And the last thing I want to talk about is the idea of parlaying the success you have into other successes. So what happened after I did this photo shoot, this film shoot with this celebrity, a few things happened. A, it opened the doors for me to continue building relationships with folks in Hollywood. And those have helped me tremendously as I built Influicity. I mean, we have an influencer marketing business. A big portion of what we do at Influicity, not everything, but a big portion of the business is influencer marketing. And having good relationships and a good track record helps you do that. So when I eventually launched Influicity in 2014-15, I launched it in 2014 and started taking it really seriously in 2015, the relationships I had built were amazing to help me parlay that into something more. The production stuff. So, you know, we do filming and all kinds of stuff these days. I mean, even doing getting into the podcast world, which is a major part of Influicity's business and of course I'm doing a podcast right now, figuring out the podcast world 
believe it or not, I was able to learn a lot about the production in that opportunity, in that experience that I had filming for this hair care brand, the case study. So when I launched Influicity, I actually used the case study from this hair care brand. I said, hey, here's something that we've done at Influicity. Now, in reality, Influicity didn't do that, but I had done it. I had done it, I think, two or three years earlier. And I was able to say truthfully, hey, here's something we've done. I've done, we've done, Influicity did it. I was able to make that and use it as a case study. So think about all the things you've done that you can put on your resume, not literally your piece of paper resume, but in your reputation, in your character, in what you tell people and what you're able to say about yourself. What have you done and what are those transferable skills that you can then take to that next thing? And that's really what your resume, your life resume is all about. So that, guys, is how I intercepted an email that was sent to me by mistake and turned it into a $200,000 deal. And here's the truth. I got a lot more stories like this. I've made a lot of money where I maybe wasn't even given the opportunity to do so, but I took that opportunity. And then, of course, when I'm actually given the opportunity, it's like easy, 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 because, hey, you actually wanted me to work for you? I've done things where they weren't even asking me to do it. And I went ahead and did it anyways, and everyone was successful. So when you're able to intercept opportunities and make them your own and do it in an ethical way, it makes all the winning that much easier when the big opportunities come along. I want to know what you guys think. Get me on social. Get me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and johndavids.com. And now do what I ask you to do. Please go to Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review and leave your review there. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know what episodes you like, what guests you like, what topics you like. Let me know. Get me at johndavids.com. And I'll talk to you guys next time.